What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm your host, Howard Bender. With me, of course, Adam Ronis. We are here because of Fantasy Alarm here on the Sawdust Podcast Network. Uh, big thanks to everybody involved there, Adam. <laughs> so I wasn't on the show. John and Pemba filled in for me last night. And thank you again, John and Pemba, for that. Um, so now here we are like 24 hours later, a crazy 24 hours. Um, and how are you feeling about <laughs> everything that's gone on now that you've had that full day to digest that awesome array of injuries that, that everybody endured in the NFL? How are you feeling? Uh, you know, it's you got a day to digest it. Look, I'm, I kind of said this yesterday, too. You just have to move on. Uh, it's easy to be dejected. There are a lot of people that were slammed with injuries. I have Saquon Barkley in two leagues, my home league and an NFFC online championship. I also have A.J. Brown in that. Uh, my home league, I had A.J. Brown, Crowder, Barkley. In my lineup, I had a zero from Will Fuller, a zero from Anthony Miller, and a zero from Trey Flowers because we do IDP. Right. And I got lucky because we do double headers. I split. My friend... Uh, who lives upstairs from me. I was watching the game with him for a little bit. Uh, he needed, I think, like nine or ten from Emmanuel Sanders to beat me. And he got a nice zero. So, you know, I had an awful week, and I will gladly take this split that I didn't deserve. But, you know, I don't feel sympathy for him. He has one zero. I had three, and I lost Barkley. So uh, it's a rough week. And, you know, I'm already kind of sensing it from some of the responses on Twitter and seeing things. Like, people are just dejected, and they think the season's over. It's not. I know it's very bleak right now. And again, I am saying this from someone who has Saquon Barkley, who has A.J. Brown and Crowder and a bunch of guys who are hurt. But you just have to move on. Uh, You can't sit there and feel pity. You just, yeah, you can mourn yesterday, today. But tomorrow it starts new. It's week three. Uh, Even if you're 0-2, the season's not over. You may have injuries, but there are other teams that have injuries too. There'll be more. And yes, in some deeper formats, it's going to be tough. Like the NFFC, I mean, it's going to be hard for me to overcome Saquon Barkley, but I think I'm going to sit there and give up. No, I'm going to work the waiver wire. I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to set my lineup every week and, you know, just fight to get in the playoffs. And that's all you can do. So make some trades if you're in a league with leagues that have trades. Uh, but, you know, there are probably some teams that maybe we're hit with four or five injuries and it's really bad. Still, you got to fight it out just like anything. You just don't give up. You, you keep working, work the waiver wire, and it happens. when you have. If you play, and I'm assuming a lot of our listeners play in at least two, three leagues. Obviously, we're in the double digits. When you have that many teams, you're, you're going to have a couple teams that just suck. It just happens no matter what you do, whether it's injuries, uh, poor decisions on draft day. It happens. But the moral here is just don't give up. And I, I already could tell, I sense it. People are just like, well, my season's over. It's not over at 0-2. No matter what, I had first-round picks go down last year. I started 0-4 and won a championship. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen all the time. You need a lot of things to go right. Uh, but if you put in the work, you have a shot. If you just give up and go home, you have no chance. So just... That's what we're here for at FantasyAlarm.com. You know, you have these tough decisions. You want to know who to pick up. That's what we're there for. We'll guide you. We're not going to guarantee that you're going to win a championship if you lose Barkley and, and you know, you have no McCaffrey for four to six weeks. But you don't give up. You keep working at it. And the goal is to get into the playoffs. And we know this. We've seen teams that are just poor at the beginning of the year. You know, you start winning a game here or there. You get hot at the end. 
things go right and that's all that you need. So just don't give up. That's what I want to convey to everyone. And I know it's tough when you lose Barkley, you know, your first round pick that you took a number two that you were banking on for 20, you know, 15, 20 points every week to give you that floor. And now he's gone. And the worst part of it is, you know, you didn't handcuff him because there's no clear handcuff, but you just got to move on. Inspirational words from Adam Ronis. Look at you all glasses half full. You got to keep fighting. Listen, I'm with you. I'm with you hundred percent, but you know, Adam, what happens if, uh, if something like this happens, are, are, are you ready? Ring, 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 ring. No, I'm not picking phone. up. Come on, pick I up. I saw the, phone. the caller ID. I know it's you. I'm not picking up. Pick up the, you got to pick up the phone. It's me. <laughs> All right, hello. It's, it's, hi, uh, Adam Ronis. Uh, Bob from accounting here. Longtime listener, first time caller. Uh, can I can I lament a story to you? Sure, Bob. But you're gonna have to hold on one second. Your wife's here with me, so let me just leave the room. Okay. All right. I'll be back, babe. Yeah. What's up, Bob? Hey, listen, I'm a cuck in fantasy football. I'm a cuck in life, apparently. It's unbelievable. Uh, so, Superflex League, um, I uh, I waited on quarterback in the draft. Yeah, I figured, let me let me build up my roster there. Um, Hopefully you got Gardner Minshew. Uh, no, 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 no. I, oh. I have uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and, uh, and Drew Locke. Right? Well, yeah. looks like you're going to have to go get Mullins and Triscoll. Or uh, Herbert, if he's available. No, oh, that's good stuff, especially when Anthony Lynn goes, dirty, 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 dirty. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor's know. still my quarterback. Oh, he so can't stupid. be serious, right? Like, he's not, right? He's lying. Yeah, this is still Bob from Accounting. And Bob from Accounting uh, lost Jimmy Garoppolo and Drew Locke. Oh, yeah, on that team, Saquon Barkley uh, as well is my uh, is one of my starting running backs. This is your real team? Uh, this is a real team. Yep. I would not make this up. I can screenshot it for you if you want. Well, I believe you. Uh, Cortland Sutton, uh, one of my uh, wide receivers, uh, and he was actually only in my lineup because, well, because Chris Godwin's got a concussion right now. Um, fill in the blanks with some deliciousness like David Montgomery getting flipped upside down yesterday. Yeah, he had 20 points plus, but, you know, it was obviously a, a very nerve-wracking situation. He came back. He, he gets the Falcons back. this week. You he get Godwin. Back. You get Godwin back this week. Um, look, there's there are probably a, there's some teams out there or people listening that have that situation. It sucks, but again, same situation. You just have to do what you can. It's not going to be easy, and maybe you lose every game the rest of the year. But it doesn't mean that you just give up. And yeah, you'll have to bid heavily on Driscoll and. Uh, Mullins. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, Jimmy G is kind of. I don't know. They make it seem like week to week, but it'll probably be a little bit longer. And that team is just my goodness, man. You talk about a team that has been hit hard by injuries. The 49ers, and then their MRI truck. Something happened there, and then they're playing on the runway. Guy, they're just just terrible for for the 49ers who uh, have to play right back at MetLife Stadium against the Giants next week. But yeah, I mean, in that situation. It sucks, and you know you just had some bad luck, but you still go out there and continue to make moves and at least set your lineup. I mean, the worst thing you could do is just kind of give up and not check, and some people do that, and it's just disrespectful to the rest of the league and fight it out. You know, I had teams last year I knew, all right, uh, they're done. They're not going to do anything, but I don't care. Still work the waiver wire. Still set my lineup each week, you know, play spoiler or 
you hope that a miracle happens. Uh, but when you lose that many, and especially in a super flex league with two quarterbacks, yeah, I mean, you're in trouble. Uh, and you know that. I, you know what, though? And, and I will say this. Um, it's a good thing. Like Tyrod Taylor, uh, you know, didn't play, but then, you know, they've been told that he's got his, his job back. So other than that, there are no there are no quarterback injuries, and this is you know sh- you know savvy uh, you know industry league that that this is. I mean the the Barfley, the Bay Area Roto Fantasy uh, group. So you know good heads on the shoulders. There are no other quarterback injuries that I have to deal with. So while everybody else is focused on repairing you know all that, I'm gonna have to you know, just trust in some of the depth that I have at running back from the draft rather than focus on replacing Barkley and make sure that I get Mullins and Driscoll uh, just as my priority here uh, and then just build up through that. And like you said, I'll get Godwin back. Um, you know, it was so funny. How about this? Uh, you know, I don't want to I don't want to call out Justin Mason or anything like that, but, but just do it anyway. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I lost all of that. And the dude still only beat me by 20 points. Yeah, because you lost Barkley in game. He only had six in a PPR because I have him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sutton. I don't remember Sutton's final line, but it wasn't much. Right. It was a, a goat, a, a goose egg. A zero. Oh, was it? OK. Yeah. And then uh, Jimmy, Jimmy G at least gave you two TDs. What did and I don't even what did Locke? Did he get one? So Locke was negative one point two. Oh wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um Barkley gave me two point eight. Is that a half point PBR? Uh yes. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, I, I... and Garoppolo gave me thirteen and a quarter. Yeah, that's the worst part, too, is when the injuries happened. You're like, well, at least if you are going to get injured, can you play three and a half quarters and at least get me production before you leave? Right, right, right. Boost my point total. Uh, on the other side of that, Aaron Jones, Hayden Hurst, David Montgomery, uh, and the Colts defense. Those were the guys who kept me in the running. Wait, so it was this a draft? Yeah. So Aaron Jones came back to you when you took Barkley at two? Yeah. Wow. And that happened to me. It's funny because it's a super flex league. Everybody was oh, like, everybody was okay. taking QBs. Right, right. Even in, really, even in the industry, they're yeah. still doing that. Mason, Mason's got, he's, he's, he's sitting with, uh, he's got Pat Mahomes and, and Joe Burrow as his, uh, as his top two QBs. I had Garoppolo and Locke because I was like, you know, I, I, I told you I got Godwin. Think about it. Godwin, oh, see, you know, you know what happens? See, Jones. He, and you were picking two. So what happens is you have to make a decision and read the room. And, you know, you obviously passed on the quarterback's first two rounds. And then I'm assuming that they started flying off the board. And you said, you know what? I'm just going to keep taking the value that falls to me. And I'll be fine with two quarterbacks later. Yeah, that's 100% what I did. I mean, the team. All right. Just think about this as the team going in, uh, you know, coming out of the draft. With um, it wasn't so. All right, there you go. Barkley Jones, Godwin. So Sutton. yeah, Barkley Jones, Godwin, Hayden Hurst, David Montgomery, um, Cortland Sutton. Uh, you know, Mike Gesicki, Jordan Howard, um, you know, Justin Jefferson, Valdez. Oh, Valdez Scantling was in like the last round or something like that. 
Um, so, I mean, you know, that's that's what I did. But again, you know, if you want to talk about recovering uh, in the sense of that, you know, it's more than just you and I having our own private conversation here, recovering. Um, no, I, I think it's a doable. good example for people listening, you know, just to kind of see a real team and okay what do you do how do you move on because there could be teams in a similar position um and it's good to talk it out and figure out what to do going forward sure absolutely absolutely understanding what the bigger priority is for you uh on your waiver wire like that's you know that's the thing everybody's gonna flock to mike davis and jarek mckinnon and you know i just those guys who are just the most popular running back ads, which will just enable me to sit tight with, um, you know, with with my guys and, and get the, the quarterback replacements, which are more important for me here. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because in my homely guy, Barkley, my friend texts me today. He goes, so you're going to spend nine hundred dollars on Deion Lewis? I go, yeah. <laughs> so don't put it. I go, yeah. So don't put in a bid. He goes. Well, Freeman's going to visit. I'm like, yeah, don't put a bid on him either. He goes, well, I already picked him up last week. I go, well, he's he's done. And he's like, LOL. But I don't I don't think he has much left. And I'm not bidding on Deion Lewis, man. There's well, look, I look, I have Barkley. But in this league, I also have Chase Edmonds, Antonio Gibson, Joshua Kelly, James Robinson, Boston Scott, DeAndre Swift. Is it great? No, but I could be in a worse spot. And we do two running backs, three receivers, two flex. And I got some good receivers, even though A.J. Brown is probably going to miss more time and Crowder. But I'm not – do you think I'm spending a lot of money on Deion Lewis? No way, man. It's not going to happen. No, everybody keeps asking me. They're like, how do I prioritize these guys? And, you know, Mike Davis and Jarek McKinnon are, are usually the uh, the top two. Uh, I'm trying to think of who the other guys are. Let me just – I might as well just look at a waiver wire. Yeah, Davis would be and McKin- now McKinnon is a guy that in, in the NFFC where I have Barkley, I actually already have McKinnon. I drafted him. Right. Um, I picked up McKinnon in a league last week because we had an IR spot. Uh, but he so in a lot of formats he might be owned. Uh, Jeff Wilson from the 49ers or Jermichael Hasty, who they call it from the practice squad. Those are kind of under the radar guys who will be cheap uh-huh. uh, because people are going to spend like I'm not wasting money on the Giants backfield. I might put in a bid, but it's not going to be a lot. First of all, it's a bad offensive line. You saw Barkley could barely run behind this line. They're going to throw more, you know, and maybe they do bring in Freeman. And I'm just not convinced that Devonta Freeman has a lot left. The other thing that people are not realizing, he's had no camp. He hasn't been with the team. Do you think he's just going to come in if they did sign him, say, tomorrow? And, all right, he's good to go this week. No, man, he's not in football conditioning right now. It might take him several weeks to get going. And he's still not going to – you think he's getting 15 touches a game? No. They're still going to mix in Deion Lewis and maybe Goldman. So I don't want any part of the Giants' backfield, especially if I have to spend significant money. So I'm not really looking at that. Now, Mike Davis is probably going to cost you something. I mean, the McCaffrey owner is probably going to go heavy. Yeah. And we saw Mike Davis get a ton of catches, so – uh, that's going to cost you. That is going to cost you. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at, you know, so, so Mike Davis, um, you know, Daryl Henderson was the other name I was kind of yeah. searching mm. for. I think, you know, in, in a number of leagues, he might still be available. Uh, and if that's the case, I think, you know, for the time being right now, because I don't know what's going on with Cam Akers and what's going on with his, uh, you know, with his, his rib injury, if that even really is a, a legit injury. He, like, fell on the ball. He fell, like, face down, you know, stomach down on the ball, and all of a sudden he was, like, done. 
So, yeah, I think Daryl Henderson, I think, uh, you know, LaShawn McCoy might have some value. I, you know, I don't think a lot of value, but, I mean, if you're if you're setting conditional picks, Mike Davis, Jarek McKinnon, Daryl Henderson are probably your top three. Uh, and then you have to look and see, you know, what's available to come up as a uh, as a possible backup. But, I mean, it's not – it's not pretty out there, and that's just you're going to have to accept the fact that that's the case. So whether you lost Barkley or not, you might have to figure out some alternate way to just make up that value, and if that's maybe at the wide receiver spot or the tight end spot, um, you know, that's that's what it's going to be. I mean, that's, you know, again, uh, people aren't looking for tight ends right now, and I'm telling you, man, Drew Sample is, is going to be – a fantastic tight end to own, especially in a PPR format. So, you know, it's like that's the guy I'm going for uh, because I know at least that it's going to, you know, I can flex him if I want to. Um, is he an upgrade to my tight ends? Well, it depends on who the tight ends are that you have. But, you know, there's still value out there that you don't have to, you know, sit there and go with, you know, another world beater because you're never going to replace the 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 production bark you were expecting from bark you're never going to replace that no it's just not going to happen and i think most people are well aware of that you just can't find someone like that on the waiver wire no but i mean you know there are people who are saying you know i want wayne gallman or i want uh deon lewis and and you and i are both of that mindset of no there's just there's no way there's you know there are certain backs who are you know system backs who you know have viable backups like Legit handcuffs. Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison. You know that if Cook goes down, Madison can be super productive. There's no way Deion Lewis or Wayne Gallman can. I'm not saying that Mike Davis is going to be as good as Christian McCaffrey, but can the dude catch six passes in a game? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's going to be some value to be had there. Uh, You just have to, you know, kind of twist it around, figure out, you know, adjust it towards your needs. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is going to be a challenging year. You know, I thought it going in, we'd see a lot of injuries. I never expected seven torn ACLs in week two. Uh, but I just, I just, I just had a feeling that we were going to see a ton of injuries this year. And, you know, you just got to battle through it. Uh, you know, certain teams are going to be hit hard. Others are not. Like, I looked at one of my friends' team. I'm like, man, this guy has, like, one injury. Like, really? And, and I'm getting hit hard. You know, sometimes that's uh, the luck. That happens, you know. You some teams get lucky, uh, and other teams just get snake bitten and get hit with a ton of injuries all at once. Uh, you just got to find a way to persevere and plug in the holes and take it on a week to week basis. At this point, it's like, all right, I just need to set my lineup for this week. Do I have enough healthy bodies? Okay, fine, and I'll worry about next week. Next week, right? Exactly. I mean, that's really that's what you have to do because you have to. Like, you're right. There will be more injuries. Will we see another? Injury Mageddon like this? No, we're not going to see, you know, something like this again. But, you know, you do have to expect it. I mean, you know, soft tissue injuries uh, are going to continue to crop up and we're going to see a ton of stuff. Hell, man, I wouldn't want to be on the 49ers anymore having to play two weeks in a row at MetLife Stadium. Hi-yi-yi. I'm fearful of Jarek McKinnon for Jarek McKinnon and, and, uh, and Jeff Wilson. Yeah, McKinnon has an injury history as well. I mean, those knees, uh, you know, he's looked good so far. But, yeah, they were complaining about it. Although, didn't the the Giants play there in week one? I don't remember any significant injuries in that game, right? Steelers-Giants? I don't remember anything bad. Do you? 
Really? The the offensive tackle for the Steelers? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. They did have a lineman go down. James, James Conner's uh, ankle? Yeah, I don't know if that was that bad. I mean, <laughs> that seemed like, oh, you were ineffective. We're putting Benny Snow in. I mean, he stayed on the sideline. Like, there was no training. You know what I mean? Oh, that I was, know. I believe That was me. a tricky one this week, man. With Con- Look, I have Conner in one league, and I played him. I didn't really have great options. I could have went Josh Kelly. I wasn't doing that. I understand there might have been some people that benched him this week. And it was just, we heard the report before the game. Oh, yeah, they might split. We all know the Steelers never do it. Um, but there might have been some people who were in a tough situation with Connor. And, you know, he had the big run at the end of the game. Um, Benny Snell made a, made a mistake early in the game, too. So uh, at least you know going forward, hey, Connor's healthy. It's his backfield, which we all knew. But maybe there was some cloudiness surrounding that going into the week after what occurred in week one. <laughs> I, you know, I was, I was very much of the mindset. I, I thought he, I thought he was fine. You know, like I looked at, at Connor uh, sitting, standing on the sidelines. I didn't look at it as like, you know, you were ineffective. We're going to put you on the bench. I, I genuinely think that there was something going on with him. Right. But, but it didn't seem that severe. But no, but I mean, you had to, to, to put the guy on your bench in fantasy after he logs full unlimited practices on Thursday and Friday. Like, you know, I get it if you want to be a little nervous about him. But, I mean, people were putting garbage, garbage uh, in their in their lineups and benching Connor. And, and it just it boggled my mind. I mean, those are those same people who, like, bench Nick Chubb after week one. Well, that was there, – there were people who really did bench Chubb. Yeah. Oh, come on. No, I'm totally serious. I mean, we I mean, we talked about this. We went over it last week, so I don't we don't need to go. It was the Ravens week 1. Simple. Right. He had the Bengals week 2. We all knew he was going to have a good game. People are nut jobs. They overreact. Like that's the thing. We could talk about, you know, fixing your team and never say and die and don't quit and you know, all of that and and you know, we can help you and and there are people who are just like they you know, they, they get some whacked out ideas in their head. I, 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 here you go. A guy dropped Leonard Fournette. Oh, my goodness. Right? <laughs> and, and, he, and he comes to me and, you know, he's like, he's like pissing him on about his team and the injuries and this and that. And then he mentions that he drops Fournette. And I'm like, you dropped Leonard Fournette? Like, for who? And he was like, well, I went after Josh Kelly. Um, but I didn't get him, and he got like he got some contingency pick, some like. Don't tell me Frank receiver. Gore. What? Oh, I was gonna say, don't say Frank Gore. No, no, no. It was just some schlock wide receiver that he just, you know, he was like, this guy, I'll, you know, I'll be able to flex this guy. And I said, you know, how do you not? We we talk about this on a regular basis. We talk about listening to the the, the coaches and and understanding. You know what's going on. Read the read the tea leaves, and and we sit here and we, uh, you know, we read them for you. You know, we like legit read them for you, and you know, and explain certain things. Look at the fact that they drafted Keyshawn Vaughn. Look at the fact that they signed Lashawn McCoy. Look at the fact that Devonta Freeman was constantly rumored to be talking to the Bucks. Look at the fact that they jumped all over Leonard Fournette. What about that says? I want Ronald Jones to be my starting running back. Like, what does any of that say 
about Ronald Jones being the starting running back. Like, Arians did not want him. He wasn't his guy. He didn't draft him. And uh, and people just don't, you know, you, you explain that to them and they get this crazy narrative in their head. And they're like, oh, no, I just kind of figured that Ronald Jones was going to be, you know, like the new James White. And this is how they were going to split it. I'm like, what about anything that you saw going on told you that? Other than the fact that Bruce Arians didn't want to kill this idiot kid's confidence in, in the first week of the season because he wanted to make sure that he won the game. And, and it's, people just make it up. So, you know, you sit there and you, you try to help them, you try to coach them, and they still, they overreact to other news and they listen to too many voices and talking heads and, and they just, they submarine themselves. And these are the guys who come to you, Adam, and they say, well, I'm only in one league and I lost Barkley, so there's no way I'm going to compete. Yeah, and... It's not true. You can still compete. Does it make it more difficult? Yeah. But back to the Fournette thing. Now, I don't know when they drafted him. Maybe they drafted him when he was on Jacksonville. But especially if you drafted him after when he was on Tampa, what did you expect? Did you expect him to go out there week one when he was with the team for a week and get 25 touches? It wasn't going to happen. We all knew it was going to be gradual. And we saw this week, you know, Jones had a fumble and that's it. I mean, Fournette came in, and it's going to be Fournette going forward. Uh, maybe it's a little bit more of a split this week, but Fournette's the guy you want in that backfield. It's not close. I mean, it's pretty obvious. You laid it out perfectly. I would have said the same thing. If they loved Ronald Jones, they wouldn't have done all that. They would have said, he's my guy. And and Arian saw him last year. I think the problem with Jones, he's just inconsistent. You watch him, and you're like, wow, that was a nice run. And then you see, what is he doing? So that's the problem. There's no consistency there with him. And... Fournette is going to get more accustomed and he's the better running back. You know, I didn't like Fournette. I didn't like Fournette early in draft season because he was going late second, early third back to what we were saying. Read what the team is telling you. They didn't pick up his fifth year option. It's clear. They didn't like him. They brought in Chris Thompson. They were talking up Robinson. Armstead was there. They didn't want him there. It was clear. So that's why I didn't want him. But I didn't know he was going to get traded to Tampa. I mean, that's a great situation to be in. So he's going to have control of that backfield. And for those that did get him, you know, fifth, sixth round, uh, you're going to be happy over the next few weeks and the rest of the year. Yeah. Oh man, it's it's going to be it's going to be fun for you. You're going to be super stoked that you uh, that you got it that you uh, that you invested. So, all right, so so running backs who, you know, who are looking, you know, we're looking at on the waiver wire right now, um, we've, we've covered now. Uh, we've covered some quarterbacks, obviously. What about wide receivers? You know, there are a couple of guys sitting out there. Um, you know, I was, I told everybody to get Adam Humphreys on Friday. I was like, get Adam Humphreys because you've got, you know, Corey Davis is still nursing a hamstring issue. And, um you know, and, and they don't have a deep wide receiving core. So, you know, I mean, what, what, you know, you have to look to, you know, I was like, you, you start Johnu Smith and you, uh, you know, and then, then you, uh, and then you invest in a guy like Humphreys just for the short term. Um, and it was, uh, and it was solid. So now, you know, he's still out there. Keelan Cole seems to be an intriguing name in, in Jacksonville as they're doing their thing. Uh, Zach Pascal was brought up off the practice squad and now, um, 
you know, now he's uh, he's going to be in a starting role with uh, Paris Campbell hurt. Um, any other wide receivers that you're kind of looking at? Any thoughts on a guy like Damier Bird? Um, Jalen Guyton caught a touchdown. No, nah, there's not enough there. He didn't have enough targets. Um, Nikhil Harry could still be out there. Yeah. Uh, uh, Russell Gage might still be out there in some shallow formats. Uh, and the Falcons have two top 12 receivers, and it's Gage and Ridley, not Julio Jones, who dropped the touchdown pass. Oh, uh, that was tr- crazy, dude. Yeah. Well, thank goodness, uh, as the Cowboys came back and somehow pulled that game off. Oh, uh, don't even get me started. I did a whole show with Jim Bowden today. I know. I'm not, I, I'm not <laughs> going crazy over it. I mean, look, uh, it was a great win. They played like crap in the first half. Um, and I don't you know, know what, what Atlanta ask, was. Let me ask you a question because I asked this of Bowden and he didn't want to address it. Um, there's something going on between Zeke and Dak. Like, did you see that play where, uh, you know, it was clear that, that Dak wanted to hold on to it himself and take it in. And it was clear that Zeke wanted to take it. So it was like almost like they were fighting at the goal line with the ball wrestling back and forth. Um, you know, it just, there seemed to be like a little bit of weirdness. And then what was up with Tony Pollard getting the start? Like, you know, I get it. You know, it's just, it's the start. It doesn't really matter that much, but like, did you, did you not find that to be a, a little strange? Uh, the starting thing a little bit, I mean, it's not a huge deal because he came in anyway. So, um, and then I think they had a play where Zeke was in, they reviewed it, and they said he was down, and then Dak took it in on the next play, and Dak had three rushing touchdowns. So, um, I don't know if there's anything there. Obviously, that will reveal itself more down the road. I mean, obviously, Zeke got his money. Dak didn't. Dak's going to get paid, man. I mean... When you see what does Kirk Cousins make, like ninety-six million, and you see the shit that he throws out there, if you're Dak and his agent, like you go, wait a second, this guy makes this much. Look at his numbers. Look what I'm doing. Yeah, I want double that. So Dak's gonna get his money, but I, Dak wants to put up numbers so he can say, hey, this is what I did, man. Give me my money. So does something like that create a rift there in the in the locker room? Does it? I mean, you can't have. I'm sorry, but. You know, you can't have your quarterback saying, "I'm going to take, I'm going to keep taking the ball in myself." Uh, Why Cam Newton? Cam Newton does it. Cam Newton's got got Sony Michelle and and you know Jack Spratt as as his running backs. You know, this is Zeke, and this is a guy who you know obviously is a is a key focal point of the offense. So you know, I mean, that that just then to me. If that's, you know, I'm going to get mine, I'm going to pad my stats at the expense of, you know, handing it off to my running back, whose job it is to do that, uh, then that that's a problem, dude. You don't think that's a problem? I mean, I don't think he's doing it. He's not going to do it on every play. I mean, they have to run pass options. He ran in three. <laughs> he ran in three. And Zeke had a rushing touchdown and had another one taken away. It's not like he's not he's he's not taking every carry in there. It is he saw something they saw something yesterday and he went in. So you think there's nothing but harmony in that locker room? 
I don't know. I'm not there. And for anyone to question it, you don't know either. Like, no, you, I how, definitely how, don't. That's why I'm right, asking. So the no question. one knows. So like, then I, I don't know what to say. We don't know. I, I don't We're know. Maybe there. maybe you follow uh, different Dallas Cowboys beat writers than than I do. That you you know because they're your team. Maybe you you focus a little bit more on them. That's that's why I'm asking the question. I'm not asking the question to put you on the spot and, and make a supposition. I'm asking that you know is that something that you noticed, and if so. Has anybody else said anything about it? No, no one said anything, and I haven't seen anything written about it. Hmm. I'm, I'm curious just to see, you know, if that's the case. I mean, it's definitely. I just, I just find it interesting. I mean, listen, you know, I mean, I, I I've got to look for something on everybody else's team because my team sucks balls. Dude, <laughs> you got to get rid of Adam Gase, man. It's like everyone fucking sees it except the Jets, man. I feel bad for you guys. I really do. I just, it's he's embarrassing, man. And we have to go through this every year. Now it's Robbie Anderson. Like, and I was down on Robbie Anderson. I was like, why are the Panthers bringing him in? They have more. They have Samuel. And, he, and Robbie Anderson was cheap in drafts. He was cheap. And I even still, I'd see him go. I'm like, oh, thanks. I'm wrong on that so far. Two 100-yard games, leaves the Jets, and he's flourishing, man. Like, it's everyone. It's Tannehill. Devon. Like, I'm sorry. There's no coincidence there. It's just you got to get rid of this guy. He's just his answers to beat writers are, are, are wise ass. And what has he ever done? What has he ever done except Peyton Manning carry him? You can't be like this in New York, man. And to have this product. And then he said something about he doesn't let Sam Donald audible. Like, what are you doing? I'd be disgusted if I was a Jets fan right now, man, to watch this garbage product out there with him running the show. Yeah, I'll do. Listen, believe me, I hate it. I hate it beyond belief. And I've said it over and over again. I, you know, your boy Salfino, he, he thinks that, that Adam Gase is a great head coach. He thinks there maybe not maybe not that he's a great head coach, but that he's a good enough head coach that he doesn't need to be fired. You know, like blaming it on stuff like Tannehill's injuries and he never had his regular QB, on, you know, and it was just it was like one thing after another. And I'm just like. Like, dude, you have to you, you you can't sit there and measure whether somebody's a good coach if uh, if if they do, if their teams don't underachieve. You know, the, the Jets were never exceeding expectations by any stretch of the imagination. Winning six games is not the Jets exceeding expectations. It's not them not underperforming. It's them not growing. It's them not developing. And nobody develops under Adam Gase and, and, you know, the people who tagged him as a quarterback guru because he just sat there and let Peyton Manning be Peyton Manning was uh, an, an abomination. The fact that we can do that. The, what's that? We can do that. If Manning was our quarterback, we can sit there and look like a genius. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, you know, and then for whatever reason, ownership brings him in. Then they get then they fire uh, Mackinnon and then they let Gase help make the decision as to who the GM is going to be. Now, listen, I like Joe Douglas a lot. And I think Joe Douglas has made some nice, savvy moves since taking over. But if he lets his friendship with Adam Gase stand in the way of letting this guy go, uh, then pardon my French, but we're fucked. Forever. Yeah, it's it's not good right now, man. It's really not. Uh, they're they're probably in a position to get the number one pick. We all thought it was Jacksonville, but they seem like uh, they're better than everyone thought. And no, the Jets because the, are just... the Jets, the Jets will find their way. They will fall. Oh, like last year. Yeah. They will <laughs> fall into 
They will fall into five wins somehow. Um, you watch Minnesota. I'll, t- I'll say it right now. Mark it, mark it on your calendar. Minnesota is going to win the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. They're so bad defensively, which I knew going into the year, but, man, their offense has been uh, pretty bad as well. I mean, Cousins was horrendous. Horrible. Horrible. The but Cousins productive- does this. Cousins will look like garbage, and then, like, a couple weeks later, he looks like one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. So he does that a lot. I'm not saying it'll happen this year because I don't think they have a ton of weapons either. You know, they're not deep at wide receiver, but their defense uh, lost so much from last year. And I still saw people taking them early in fantasy. I'm like, are, are people paying attention to the talent change that you guys are just drafting based on reputation of the last few years where they've been one of the top defenses? It's terrible. I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> I did. Yeah, well, I did. We're, you know, we're talking about how bad the Jets are. No, so, no, no. But... I know. I know. I know. And then we pivoted over to Minnesota and whatnot. I just, I'm, yeah. <laughs> my, my head's a that's little, a, my dude, head's that's a little foggy. Vision, that NFC North is so bad. You know, I did say before the year, I'm like, none of these teams are any good. Uh, obviously, the Packers look really good so far. They have a big game in week three Sunday night against the Saints. But... That division is so bad. I mean, I thought maybe Detroit might surprise this year, but it's the same old crap with them. They have four straight games now where they've had a double-digit lead and lost. Matt Patricia's another one. I mean, that, he's done nothing with that team. It just feels like they underachieve, and, you know, they get these leads, and then that's it. So you got them. The Vikings are terrible. The Bears are, like, the worst to it. Not worst to it, but they're a fluky 2-0. and Like, yeah. let's be honest. I mean, Trubisky played terrible against the Giants. They were fortunate to hang on and win that game. They had the... Come back against Detroit, the team we just talked about, known for blowing games. So uh, that division is so bad. The Packers might run away with it again. All right, I'll tell you what. Let's play a little game. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna name a coach who I think is gonna get fired, and then you name a coach who you think is gonna be fired before the coach. I say. All right. We'll go back and forth until we can't name any more coaches. <laughs> All right. All right. Adam Gase. So you, I have to name someone that will get fired. Who, who's going to get fired before Adam Gase? Well, um, let's go with. What do you do? Uh, Matt Patricia. Okay. Um, Adam Gase to Matt Patricia, uh, Dan Quinn. Yeah, that was my next one. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> he'll he'll go he'll go before Patricia. So now you got to give me one before Dan Quinn. I don't, I don't think there's anyone else. Am I missing someone? Like I don't see anyone else getting fired. Yeah. Do Do you think that we could possibly see Mike Zimmer can from Minnesota? Uh, I guess that would be the next one, right? If they continue to be atrocious. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that would be. I mean, uh, Panthers are not firing their coach. What if? No no one in the NFC West is going. What if the Bears lose their next four straight? Does Matt Nagy get consideration for being fired? I could see that. Okay. What, what's their – well, they got they have Atlanta this week, man. They'll, they'll lose that game. They'll lose that game. <laughs> it's in Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, it'll be like a shootout, and Trubisky will throw a bad pick late. Um. 
Then they have the Colts at home, Buccaneers at home, and at Carolina. I mean, they could go two and two. They really could. Um, I mean, how do the Falcons rebound after that? I mean, that is that's a that's an. I mean, that is just a terrible loss, man. A blow a lead like that. And did you see some guy put like a huge, like a money line bet on the Falcons when they had the huge lead? It was like a huge sum to win. You know, you know how it is. Yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. And he lost it. Like, I don't understand why people do those bets when they think, oh, it's a lock. It's not worth it. Now, you know, to put 10000 down to win 1000 like it's not worth it at all, even if you think it's a lock. And of all the teams that you do that with with a huge lead, the Atlanta Falcons? Did you not watch the Super Bowl? <laughs> well, that's like, the thing. That's the thing. Like, how does how does Dan Quinn keep his job after a monumental collapse like the Super Bowl? Uh, and then, boom, this. And then, you know, I mean, it's just the defense looks absolutely true. He's a defensive-minded coach. It's unbelievable. Like, he's going to go, and Dirk Cutter is going to take over this team. That's, that's what's going to happen. I'm wondering how many weeks... We have to wait. I mean, even though Dirk Cutter can't do shit for the the defense, I mean, it's just boom, crazy, crazy. Yeah, that that's uh, another. T- there's a lot of there's several franchises in the NFL. It's tough to be a fan of. I know we talked about the Jets, but man, the Falcons. I mean, you had the Super Bowl. You had the Patriots beat. It was over. I mean, I was sitting there. Why I couldn't believe it because I took the Falcons in that game, and I was sitting there like, wow. I can't believe this is happening. And then to watch that, man, I, I don't know how it would be as a fan of that team watching that. It, it, well, you know what? I mean, listen, I can't, I can't put myself in their shoes because at least their offense is still fun to watch. Yeah, like I'd and be at frustrated least we have because that the defense fantasy. isn't doing well and the defense isn't holding up. Um, but at least I know that we're putting these mad, crazy points. I, I wrote it in the in the Hot Takes article on Fantasy Alarm today. The Falcons could go 0-16 this season and still lead your fantasy team to a championship. No doubt. I mean, we've seen it already. I mean, they're one of the best fantasy offenses where you're going to look to them in DFS on both sides every single week. Every single week. Every single week. I mean, it's going to be... It's going to be like clockwork. You know, it's like that moment where we identify which teams can't cover the tight end properly, and then we just start hammering with tight ends in DFS against that team. Like, that's what it's going to be like with the uh, with, with the Falcons. It's always, You're always going to have uh, a worthwhile game stack. It's crazy. All right, before we continue, just want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsors over at Monkey Knife Fight, DFS site you should be playing on. Uh, We're going to be doing some articles over at FantasyAlarm.com every Friday uh, to get you involved. How do you get involved? Why get involved? Well, here's why. (laughs) Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out MonkeyKnifeFight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game 
for you for just for signing up. And if you use the promo code ANTEUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. Well, all right, there you go. Coaches on the hot seat. Who's going to be the first to go down? We will keep you guys informed. That's going to do it for us here today on Anti Up. We've assessed the damage for week two. It's all about looking forward right now. Stick with Adam and I here on the Anti Up podcast as we help you recover from all the damage that you've done or, or that the players have done, should I say. Uh, big thanks to Shannon Blunt, our, uh, our producer and editor, who always makes us sound real, real nice. Big thanks to Fantasy Alarm and the Sawdust Podcast Network. For Adam Rodas, I'm Howard Bender. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time.